We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> you talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Light Ears, the after show, Pelicans, two days, two nights in a row. Um, Andy, I kind of, I'm not surprised that they split the series, but God, they had a shot to win that one. <laughs> I, uh, about a minute left in the game, I thought to myself, going into this last stretch of the season, you told me the team's at 500 when the season started I would tell you it's kind of disappointing but maybe not that surprising it's kind of how the whole season has gone right like this game not surprised that you said that the team is going to go one for one but god the process is infuriating like I just I don't even know that this one's a process loss for me this one's a depth loss the, but the process it, of the loss like the process of oh yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. loss it's just it hurts that I that I agree with to me Warriors have 10 healthy bodies. I mean, like real NBA players, not smiling each man yet, right, whatever right. they had going on. <laughs> they probably have a good shot to win this because to me, Steph ran out of gas at the end. Yeah. Uh, Draymond looked tired. I mean, the kind of thing you expect when you only have seven or eight guys, no centers, no bigs, and you're playing every night, basically playing four to five nights a week. They looked, they looked gassed. They look better than the Pelicans. They really should have won both games. But this is, I mean, if you're looking to assign blame, this one's on the front office. This one, why why, why are there so few bodies on this team? Because this is a game you gave away purely because you don't have a ninth man who you can play. Uh, Smiley and Nico Mannion are in the back of the bench. They're technically bodies, Sam. But there's no reason for them to be on the roster, right? Gary Payton, too, is – I'm unsure if he's an NBA player. He's probably not. But he would have played tonight or he would have played last night. He would have played some some nights maybe. 
yeah, DPE, put in, throw the name in to DPE, whoever that guy would have been, would have played, right? Just having another, having another big man, like we, I, Looney, Looney played 32 minutes. Looney's been playing 30 minutes a game. Way too many. Way I didn't know. I didn't know it was physically possible. I feel like we're gonna end up paying for that tax next season when he's, yep. you know, yep. back in like uh, full body wrap, <laughs> like normal. I'm not a but fan it's, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and and it's like we love Looney around here. Like he's a good player. He does productive things to help you win. But like he's had a lot of hip surgeries. I just don't know that he's a body that you know you can count on to play thirty plus minutes a night. Draymond ultimate competitor but you know he's at that stage in his career where like you really shouldn't be asking him to play in the high 30s every night and that's that's what the loss was here tonight like we can talk about how you know Steph got cold at the end we can talk about how Wiggins was the only other player outside of Steph to score in the double figures but end of the day they they don't have enough bodies they they don't have enough bodies to play this many games in a row Front office, and then you go down the road, right? Uh, Kerr played Steph. He put him in with about nine minutes left. Took him out with about a minute left in the third. So there's a little little bit of a, a classic chasing wins there. But then that tells me, you know, if you had chased some wins early in the season and won three more games, we wouldn't be here, right? Like we wouldn't be in a position where on a second half of a back to back, you got to play Steph and Draymond 35, 36, 37 plus minutes, right? Like that. 30, 37 was the, 37 was the official number, mm-hmm. at least until the, the scores revise it. Right. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, those things don't need to happen. Maybe, maybe if you're a six game door 500 night, maybe you could even rest those guys. Right? Like those aren't, I don't think these are things that we're saying that are revising history. We, Sam and I said this fans, everybody in here, people that are listening said this during the beginning of the season, right? During when the Warriors were losing these games that we felt like they should win because, because frankly, they were treating it like they were a 73 win team, right? Like they, they were like, oh, we can, we can afford some losses. We can just figure some stuff out. Now we're nearing the end of the season and the Warriors need to win some of these games and they're going all out for them and they're not good enough. Even when they try to do that, they're still losing. Like we see tonight, like we see against Boston, like we see against some of the other these other teams. Yeah, so that's that's why I'm like I feel like the discussion is not like there's not one specific coaching mistake Steve Kerr made. There's not one specific like yes, would would it be nice if if Steve maybe played Steph a little more or uh, or you know like on the player front if Kent Bazemore didn't make some of the decisions he made? Sure, but end of the day, it, this is. This is a result of the process in the off season and the process during the season where they're just, they're just short on bodies. They're short on NBA players. And I think all of management has to reflect on that. Like it's not one specific person. Everyone's always looking for like one scapegoat, like uh, Bob Myers got to go. Joe Jacobs at fault. Steve Kerr's at fault. Like the reality is they always market themselves as like one brain trust. Well, the brain trust has to discuss the fact that, this is one of the worst rosters I've ever seen around an MVP caliber player ever. And, you know, there's some bad luck in that clay going down is objectively bad luck, but there's also things they could have done to give this team a little more of a chance, you know, shout out our friend, James Harden, just want a fair chance. What do you say? (laughs) (laughs) But like, that's what, that's what this loss was. They just didn't have the bodies. I also feel like we are not going back on what we said yesterday, 
right? We're not saying that this team still can't be dangerous as a playoff team, despite what happened tonight. All things are still true, in my opinion. This team, when Steph and Draymond are functioning at a high level, um, and they're playing good basketball, is as good as any, you know, most teams, right, in the NBA. But, you know, on a back-to-back where those guys have to play in the high 30s, and then the rest of the team doesn't really show up, that's tough. Like, that becomes tough. And that's true regardless of whether they win or lose tonight or last night. So, um, like I was saying yesterday, though, like I, we expected this. Right? We didn't think this team was going to go 2-0. But just the way they go about it was tough because, yeah, it's, tonight, it's just It's just frustrating <laughs> because entering, entering the fourth quarter, like, they're better than the Pelicans. They can yes. – they can go two for two, and what happens? They just ran out of gas. They didn't have another player to throw in there. They didn't have anyone else to do. It's kind of the way the season's gone. With that said, I have a more uplifting take that I want to discuss before we get to listener callers here. I feel like this last month has made me a little more optimistic about the Warriors can do in the playoffs. Um, not expecting them to challenge for a title or anything, but I think. The short bench, the lack of talent, or sorry, the lack of depth matters less than the playoffs, particularly when they're catching a higher seed. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna be obnoxious and terrible for Utah or Phoenix. I, think. I cannot disagree. Um I I think that I think Steve is essentially playing playoff type of lineups at this point anyway. Part of it's like he's forced to, but you like Steph and Draymond tonight. I actually don't even know if Draymond ran out of gas. I thought Draymond was terrific down the stretch. Like he was awesome. He had Zion kind of, kind of one one on one. That that steal that he had on Dray, uh, on Zion was just classic playoff Draymond defense. Um, that was incredible. Uh, I'm with you. I, mean, I I do feel like those two guys playing at this level and there are no back to backs in the playoffs, as we all know, um, becomes a, a much more dangerous team. Uh, depending on who they get back, like you know, does Kelly Oubre come back? Kelly Oubre would be fun in the playoffs. I don't know, if it's fun, good, or fun. Playoff Oubre. <laughs> playoff Oubre with the ESPN with the ESPN cameras just pulling out fits we haven't even seen this year. Did you see I mean, you see, tonight? I, I was a fan. I would oh. absolutely. I would one hundred percent wear that if I was an NBA player. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You don't even want I, to. I, I can't disagree. Cannot disagree. <laughs> I cannot disagree. I, we, all, we both already have way too much self-confidence for guys who are not that successful. I don't that even want to know what happens if we have like professional athlete <laughs> contracts. It's not good. 
Um, I am just, wearing I, mean, I am just, wearing a bright pink tank top right now, so yes, you are correct. Just being real though. Um, yeah, should we open this to questions? I think we're gonna yeah. make it shorter tonight. Let's 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 get people on here. Yeah, let's let the people have some fun. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash light years now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash light years and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash light years and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash light years. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Can you hear me? Jake, you there? Yeah, we can hear you. Appreciate appreciate that. Can you guys hear me? What's up, man? Just, yeah, we, you're good. What's going on? Reevaluate Wiggins at all. I feel like he's played better the past couple of games. And it seems like even Steph and Draymond and the coaching staff are kind of pushing him a little bit, which I kind of felt like they just accepted what he was. So should we reevaluate a little bit and maybe see some optimism for next year? Or is it still just he is what he is and we should probably try and look for something else? Interesting. Tonight Jake, all night. Jake, appreciate the question. So I have – I'll go first, Andy. I think Wiggins has been playing exceptional for what he is. Um I think he's turning into a relatively efficient score, you know, not elite, but like above average, but more than anything, a really good defender. The problem is he's not a shot creator and that's really what they need. And they just don't have a lot of avenues to find that. So for me, it's not about like, you need to trade Wiggins. It's more, you need to add someone on the wing who can create their own shot. And I just don't see how they can get it without trading one of Wiggins or clay and i mean no disrespect to wiggins but i I think we know where this fan base lies if it's one or the other has to be traded for said um player who can create their own (laughs) yeah that's that's all points i can't disagree with i I do think wiggins a lot of value though in in the way that he plays basketball right now um is this one is a weird game because i thought wiggins was fantastic night so this and he's obviously exhausted and banged up so uh i I think he's had a really and he's had a pretty good season. Like, I don't think yes. you can ask, I don't think you can ask for much more than him, but like, in some ways, it's like the Harrison Barnes thing where it's like, we didn't have an issue when Harrison Barnes was on the Warriors. We had an issue with the idea he wanted a max contract. So I don't have an issue with Andrew Wiggins. I have an issue with the fact that because he's a max player, it limits the Warriors avenue to add players they want to add. Which leads to like the tough decision thing you have to do. Like I'd like to keep Wiggins, but I know what this team wants to add. So, and I just don't see how they can get there with with him on the roster. Yeah, 
um, you know, and it's like if you can make the trade, tell me Bradley Beal's on there. Some of these other guys even past this Yakum, right? Like those trades are you make those trades. So it, it's just a matter of if you think this these uh you can win with this guy and some supplementary pieces moving forward, which I I don't know. We'll we'll see. Josh, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? Thanks so much. Um Sam, you, you, the know, James, you, made, you yeah. the James Harden picture. Should I be worried about this call? No, man. I mean, I'm I'm in the club, but you can hear me fine. Um, no, I, Sam, you made the point earlier that, uh, you know, this is really an FO loss. I think it would be interesting to go through and catalog some of the games from this year. Like how many tricked off games did we have? Because we just had like one or two few, few bodies. And obviously it's frustrating this year, but like, I don't think anyone thinks we're like one less Nico Mannion and one more Glenn Robinson, the third away from like, you know, greatness. But I I think. This is going to be something really important to beat the drum on heading into next year because for normal mortal NBA teams, you know, like anyone who started watching the Warriors in 2017 might not realize like the margins really matter. Like having Leandro Barbosa and not Nico Mannion on your team in 2014, 2015, like actually matters when you're trying to win a championship. And, you know, it's going to be, I don't, I think. Some people obviously want to say Clay's going to come back and it's all going to be great. But when you start running down the line, okay, maybe Clay makes us a three or four seed. Maybe we can make a trade and then we're in contention. The margins are going to, I think, tell the story next year. So I'm hoping that this this community and you guys keep keep beating that drum because it would be the, the worst way to lose next year would be to get all the way there and make all the moves that we need to and lose because Alan Smiley, you just sitting on the end of the bench and we don't want to hurt the FO's feelings. Josh, appreciate it. That's a perfect call. Um, Andy, I want to ask you this. What do you think the Warriors record is if they have a couple more players? Let's just say of like Kent Bazemore and Looney's caliber. Let's say like Marquise Chris never goes down. Let's say Mannion is replaced with, uh, I don't know, just like another NBA caliber player like Bazemore. Like let's say like Thomas Sadoransky. Like I'm not talking anything fancy, like nothing that's going to like raise the ceiling, just like guys who, you you know, can play. You know, interestingly enough, like I thought that was Brad Wanamaker. Like we thought that was a guy that was an NBA. Like we Touché. thought that was an average NBA player. Right. We thought, we like, thought Brad was going to be Mr. Like reliable 15 to 20 minutes. I thought, you know, you thought, you know, we all thought. I don't know who blame on who you blame on that. He just might be terrible. But I, three wins, right? Two, three. I wins. think so. I think I think, I think that's had, the difference between yeah. them and Portland. That like where yeah. Portland Dallas is, which is really about three wins. That's you're right. Like having two, one to two extra rotation bodies probably is the reason they're not in the six seed. It's that simple. Yeah, and then you throw. He makes a great point too. Like you, you throw. This team has the ability to to fix the margins next season. Like I, I don't think Jordan Poole is ever supposed to be a superstar by next season. So regardless of how you feel they develop the guy, like he's, you know, he'll be solid. I think enough by next season. But with fixing the margins, it's it's really the vet guys. What you you what you do in trade in the trade market. What you can do with the DP, like not the DPE but TPE. Uh, moving forward and we'll see they, they can fix that though next season i don't think it like it's not like all oh, hope is lost they can fix that they should i agree with you the margins should be the easiest thing to fix like the bigger question is that they can swing a talent like a high-end talent trade but with that said we're gonna keep it moving 
Antonio, what's up, my man? Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. You sound great. Uh, thanks. Um, so this is a little nitpicky thing, and I, I feel like, yeah, we lost this game because we don't have enough guys to play. But, like, I couldn't help but notice that Mulder's getting 28 minutes and Poole's getting 13. I know he shot, like, bad in the first half. He was, you know, shooting some shots that, you know, just get the ball to stuff, dude. But in the second half, he had a good cut, and he just shot one three, and then Kerr was basically like, oh, yeah, it's over with you. We're taking you out, and we're going to put Mulder in, who never makes a shot when it matters. And like you guys are saying, this is like what you think like a playoff rotation, what they're doing with the playoffs, you know, just even how I switched Curry's minutes there for a sec. And I'm wondering in the playoffs, you think he's not, or in the play-in, they're not going to put Poole in? Because I feel like this is some important time for him. And I just want to like see what happens. And like I saw your tweet, Sam, and I agree. It's like they have Eric Bledsoe and Najee Marshall. So you're not really losing anything defensively. And I think maybe he could at least drive. Like Mulder's just going to sit there and miss his threes. Like if Curry just tells him to drive more or something like that. I don't know. I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Antonio, great call. Um, yeah, it's so Mike, Michael Mulder is just more of a traditional shooter. Like he's really good at moving off ball. Um, I understand why he plays like in theory, that would be Damian Lee. Like he would be playing Damian Lee over Michael Mulder. But I do agree with you in the bigger picture. It wouldn't hurt them to play more Jordan Poole next to Steph, particularly against these back courts that aren't going to punish you. Like, what's what's Najee Harris and like? Uh, sorry, that's the right back. Um, what are <laughs> what was I going to say? What are uh, what are like Eric Bledsoe and and some of these guys that the Pelicans had going going to do to punish you? And like, yeah, I get it. Like, you don't want to play Steph and Jordan Poole against Kyrie and Harden, but like, there's only like a couple teams. That- yeah, it makes a great point. Um, you know, maybe Jordan Poole should have played tonight in terms of development, right? I, I get the Michael Mulder shoots better, so you kind of don't need Jordan Poole's creative, quote-unquote, creativity, although I don't even know if Steve Kerr feels that way about him, um, if you have Steph on the floor, right? But, I, yeah, I'm, you know, if I had to make a choice, like Jordan Poole is not good on defense, but Michael Mulder is atrocious. Also, Michael Mulder plays petrified. I don't think he – like, he's scared on the basketball court. The thing about Jordan Poole is he never scared. He just kind of does shit, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. He makes mistakes. Michael Mulder looks like he's about to piss his pants. Uh, that last play with Zion Williamson, I he went for that ball like uh, like he was scared of the ball. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Um, so, uh, but uh, I feel bad. He, he's a fringe NBA player. What can you do, right? Yeah, we need. We're going to do a separate podcast this week. Two hours on our thoughts on Michael Mulder. So, but with that said, we're going to keep it moving forward. Um, <laughs> oh cool. no! Do we do we have Dave Dufour here? What is oh, maybe he'll want to jump on for a few minutes. I'm gonna bring Dave up right now. No, I did not request to speak. I was just <laughs> hanging out, listening to you guys while I'm watching the Raptors and Clippers, and you know, just getting to... some jokes off in the chat. And uh, now you guys put me on the spot here. So, you know, I wasn't, question, I wasn't about to let you just come into the chat and get away with it. Well, so, yes, yeah, you, so you have answer to answer my question. Because yes, we will. I don't I, I just can't figure this out. OK. The Warriors are a team that should be trying to win right now. Right. At all costs. This is why the Wiseman thing, you know, like we're rehashing an old argument. But why in the hell didn't they sign Dion Waiters? Or someone like that. Like, they don't have any adults that can go get a bucket. They have one. And that's been the biggest problem for them all year. It's like, you know, you have – there are so many dudes that can't get a job that we know can just dribble a basketball and get a shot up. 
and somehow the Warriors managed to not sign one of them. You you think they David David? That's not what this season's about. Dave, Dave, that's not what this season's about. Um, you're actually driving at like literally the frustration. I'm not chasing wins though. I'm just chasing. Yeah, exactly. I, we're just you know what? We're just chasing downloads right now. That's all we have going for us. Uh, I mean, what the hell? I, yeah, so am I. Yeah, we're, I we're subscribed I, to the Athletic NBA show. <laughs> that's uh. That is literally what I think Warriors main Warrior fans' main ire is. No one thinks this team is going to win a title once Clay goes down and like the state of the roster. We just want to see them maximize what they can do around what is one of the most special players of all time, Steph Curry. And it just feels like not filling out the roster, literally not signing Dwayne Dedman or Austin Rivers. Like, am I asking for the world here when I say pick up Austin Rivers? <laughs> Off no. waivers, no. You know, it's like literally. Those are Jermichael those Green. are Jermichael, those are Michael Green. Like, I mean, it's J- Jeff Green, hell, any <laughs> Green, Javante Green, all of the. You could have gotten anyone. Yeah, like, I mean, good lord, they just Draymond's I, mom, Green. I just yes. don't yeah, get exactly. it. But here's my thing, man. Look, uh, you know, they get this pass because of when Clay's injury happened, but. With that being said, LaMelo, when we're watching him right now, this is a completely different team if he's on the team. Which And Wiseman just didn't have that ability to step in and, and do anything from day one. And if you don't even want to go for the guy that has this this high ceiling, which I think Wiseman is going to wind up being really good. I mean, you watch him do stuff, he's experimental. And that's like experimental bigs trying to do things in transition, the way he wants to shoot jumpers. Like he's going to be pretty good at that. You, you know, players usually let you know quickly. The next in like the next uh, in the next not presidential administration, Trump. he's going right, to be really exactly. good. Yeah, he's going to be great when when President uh, Kamala Harris right is, yes, exactly. uh, is fighting against single payer health care. Then he's going to be great. <laughs> but Lamelo could actually help him now. But but the other argument that I kept making was like, if you're going to shoot for a guy with this super high ceiling. I don't think I even take Wiseman second after Lamelo. I mean, have you guys seen Pokashevsky? I think Pokashevsky is going to be like a top twenty-five player in his prime. Right, well, I, right? you like, know what? I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll text. I'll text now. you. I'll text you Evan Zamir's number. You can talk about Pokashevsky with him. <laughs> 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 What's I going to say? It's. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, the crux of it is it feels like the fan base is aware of what they have with Steph Curry. And the front office seems to have different priorities. They seem to think, you know, Steph's going to either last forever or it's not as important to compete around him. It's more important to be organizationally sound in a way that like aligns with Jerry Krause and like the late nineties bulls. And that's kind of, that's kind of the crux of the issue here. This is why I don't like to let, this is why I don't like when people are like, well, what do you want the Warriors to do? When Clay went down, they couldn't win a title. It's like, well, no shit, they couldn't win a title, but they could have done a bunch of other stuff to put themselves also, in a better situation that's going. That's bullshit, Sam. That's bullshit. Because what are we looking at right now? We, we're, I don't know, what are we, like nine games left in the season? I don't know who's going to win the title. If the Warriors had gotten like two good players, they could be in this mix. Because they have Steph Curry, who it's him or Jokic right now is playing the best basketball in the league. I'll probably give it to Jokic just because he's been doing it like the entire season and Steph. Ex- except for when he, except for when he plays against Steph, 
and then Jokic right. looks very normal. So, yeah. but yes, but, but you but are again, right. Jokic has like, been better game in game. You're you're having a super special Steph Curry season. Like I, I put this up there with his 15-16 season, and the degree of difficulty is definitely higher because this team just doesn't have the talent that that team had. And you could say, damn, if they just had two more average NBA starters on this team, they're likely fighting for the four four or five seed right now. That's we talked. That we I think. In hindsight, you've got to be pissed about if you're a fan. We we talked about this before we came on, Dave. It, 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 we agree. You, you put two to three guys on this team, and it's not hard to do. It's really not hard to do to to bring in veteran players that are NBA players. We're not asking them to to make James Wiseman an NBA center in season one, right? Like we're not we're not making unrealistic expectations or or, or that type of pressure. It's just just put an NBA team around Steph Curry. And you're probably a five seed, six seed, four seed, even, yeah. right? Like that, and, and that's okay. Like, what's wrong with that? Well, oh, the Knicks are in the playoffs this wrong. year. Just because you Knicks don't win the championship doesn't mean right. I'm with, like, just because you don't win the championship doesn't mean that you can't try to win fucking basketball games. I agree, man. And I think also, what's most, I, I think what's most annoying is like, um, isn't there a layer of exceptionalism with the Warriors where they just think that? Okay, we lost Clay. We can't win a title, so we have to do nothing. But everyone's going to want to come to us next off season. Like part yeah. of the reason I wanted the Warriors to go for it this season was if Steph makes a serious run in the playoffs, it probably helps your chances of being a place where like next summer is Serge Ibaka or Marcus All or whoever that vet chasing a good situation wants to go. And when you watch the Warriors this year, like, can you really say that those guys, whoever they will be this summer, are going to have the Warriors on their short list? They're probably No, definitely not. No way. I mean, I think Denver is going to be one of those places. Because Jokic looks like he's fun as hell to play with. And, and they actually are trying to win games. I mean, this is professional sports, man. If you're not tanking for a better draft pick, or playing nothing but young guys and, and, you know, you hope you win some games, but you're totally fine being bad. Kind of like Memphis, like Memphis is just better than, than they ought to be, but they're happy if they miss the playoffs because they don't mind getting more picks. You're either doing that or you're trying to win every game. And I, I, there is no in between this, this thing where you're not chasing wins does not exist. That's a fantasy land. Well, By the way, locker room's great because I have never said this on a recorded podcast. Oh, this is this is getting posted tomorrow. You better be ready you, for that, you jerk. <laughs> but it is true. Can, no, it is true. You can you can, you can you can text it's me if you want to cut it out. No, it's professional. It's professional sports. You're either you're either tanking or you're chasing wins. Like plain and simple, man. I, I well, I think of it. I think of it's like it's it's. I, I think of football teams, right? Like football teams. When you play football, you can't tell a team to tank. Like outside of like what the Eagles did last at the end of last season was funny, but. Even like the Niners, it could have tanked. And it's just, it's hard to tell a team that's, you're just engineered to try to win and play hard and compete. And when that happens, you know, the Niners, they could have had the eighth pick if they had tried to tank or seventh pick instead of 12th and they had to give up two ones, right? To get up and get their QB. But like the, the, the Warriors, a different story. It's, you can, you either just go and just tank, man, and, and just try to get a higher pick with your own pick or you try to win nothing. Games. Nothing and comes even, from half measures. That's true. Yeah. And even when they tried to develop Wiseman, which I'm okay with, Sam and I are completely okay with trying to develop Wiseman, at least do it the right fucking way. 
<laughs> at least put Wiseman in a position position to actually succeed. And that didn't happen. So actually, you end up doing nothing, but just you just do nothing all season long. And then well, your like Steph shows up. Well, the first game he played with Steph, they, they ran a pick and roll for him and Steph, and he got an easy dunk. And I was like, oh, hey, man, that's a great way to develop your big. Because Steph Curry, running pick and roll with Steph Curry is the easiest basket that guy has ever had in his life. Yep. You want to build some confidence, give him four or five of those to start a game. Instead of, all right, man, we want to get you in the mid post and we're going to run split cuts off you and we want you to make a read. You've played nine games of basketball since 2019. <laughs> yeah. And the result was as predictable as it sounded as you explained it. <laughs> Dave, we appreciate you coming on. We're going to keep people moving here. Yeah. You're always welcome on Light Years. You know that. You're, you're official. You're our um, – We'll call you the Texas affiliate of Light Years. Oh, okay. I, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not the third. Andrew Sharp is the unofficial third Splash Brother. I, I get it. He's DC affiliate. He's DC affiliate. I'm not taking a pay cut to to be on the squad. So you know, we're, you know. <laughs> hey, Kelly Kelly Ubre right here. He, he pay me my <laughs> pay me my quota right now. And just as pretty. <laughs> Appreciate you as always. All right, let's keep it moving. Larry, are you back? Just really uh, confused as to why Michael Mulder played the whole fourth quarter. And when Zion came in with 5-11 left, there was a four-point game. Uh, Looney had to go out, and they brought in our good friend Kent Bazemore. <laughs> he was a pink shoes. <laughs> and and he, he adds nothing. You know, and, and maybe Jordan Poole is the right guy. I don't really know who's the right guy, but, you know, we went from a nine point lead to, you know, a tie and then down three. And Steve Kerr didn't call a timeout, not once. You know, other coaches call timeouts during runs, especially in the fourth quarter with arguably, you know, not your first team on the floor. So I, I'm just, I'm just stunned by this and and I'm I'm at the point where I just want to free Steph Curry and let him go somewhere else. Because oh, I don't think this front office can do it. We're not ready to go there. Front <laughs> Look, I'm I'm a 1975 guy, okay? I came to California in 74 and I was a Barry guy and we saw the championship and we saw all the crap that came in between. But I think that light years ahead is actually just arrogance personified. And they better figure it out because they've got a generational talent, maybe multi-generational talent. And it's like the Giants kind of messed it up with Barry Bonds. They didn't surround him with the right kind of people to win a championship. So the, the Warriors have like three, maybe four years left after this year. and. You know, what What upsets me the most is that I think he's the best player of the 2010, 2020, and now generation, and he's only got three rings. Uh, you know, one was stolen, in my opinion, in 2016, but, you know, he should end up ahead of LeBron. Let's put it that way. Anyway, I'm all done. I know I, I love Steph more than most players because he rescued our franchise out of nowhere. Larry, we appreciate it. A lot of facts being spit there. They need like, to. They do need to figure it out. Yeah. 
light years ahead is aggress- uh is uh is arrogance personified sam do we put that on the title of this of this baby i mean come on that was i think so i think so all right let's let's keep moving Mike Mikis. Mike Mikis, what is up, my man? Hello. Hey, Mike, you there? Oh, you're driving, huh? Yeah, we can hear you. Angry after a post game. Uh, To to counter what Larry said, I thought it was interesting because he said, I don't know if it was to put Poole in, I don't know if it was to put Bazemore in, but Bazemore, Mulder, and Poole shot 7 of 27, and I think one of those shots was Mulder's final five-second shots because Mulder can only hit shots when the game is over, and then he can decide to hit shots. It's awesome. Uh, the issue is that sitting on our bench is Ginger Peter Dinklage and, like, Sloth from the Goonies. So we don't have any other bodies. <laughs> yes, that's how it is. No, but it, 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 it's correct. There's, they have nobody else to put in because this roster is horrifically constructed and it makes me angry every time I watch the game. This was like the sequel to the second Dallas game from earlier this year where they blew Dallas out the first game and then in the second time they could not uh, win. They lost a close game. This is the exact same situation. My question is, the Warriors get some of the best ratings in the NBA. Five of the ten highest-rated games this year have been Warriors games. They're like a 500 team, and yet people want to watch them because that is the, you know, hashtag Steph better. Like, that's the power of Steph. You would think, though, that with them being one of the most popular teams in the league and having one of the most popular players, that Steph would get uh, – I don't want to be like a Rocket fan, but that you would think that Steph would get uh, a legitimate whistle call at all. Steph shot one free throw tonight. Steph had fouls called on him. Uh, he, he, in the total two games – he had seven total fouls across the two games. The rest of the Pelican starters combined had eight over two games. What is the deal with the refs and the whistle that the Warriors and Steph as a whole gets? It's really infuriating, and I feel like it's, it, it cost them a game tonight. I really, I don't know. It's easy to blame Steph, but when you've got nobody else around you making shots and you have 35 through three quarters or 37 through three quarters, something's got to give. Rack them. Appreciate it, Mikas. That's good. Now, I'm going full Jim Rome here. Just going to – for any of you who've listened. Um, you're an Andy, old you're, school. Old school. Andy, school your, thought, your, thoughts on, uh, your thoughts on Steph not getting calls. Uh, yeah. I, I, by the way, back-to-back great calls, uh, Larry and Mike. I, I think I think the way that Steph plays, it's just – he's not – when he tries to get foul calls, it just doesn't look realistic. Like, you watch Eric Bledsoe tonight, and he, it's so bad. It's so bad. But he he makes a part of his game, right? Like, he makes the going under the arm part of his game. With Steph, when he does it, it's almost like, eh, he's kind of trying too hard. And which I really like, because I don't like watching Eric Bledsoe play basketball. I don't like watching James Harden play basketball. Nobody likes watching those guys play basketball. So there's a measure of like I take solace in the fact that Steph kind of sucks at flopping, so I think that's part of it. Um, I, I don't really know how else to explain it, though, Sam. Yeah, I mean, refs generally award more like fast twitch athletic motions, and Steph's a little more kind of hesitation that type of stuff. With that said, he should probably get more calls, but that's not really. I'll worry about that stuff when they're in a tight game in the conference finals. Tonight was more about just lacking bodies to me. So, all right, we can keep moving. Uh-oh. I'm going to have a problem, problem child coming up. Luke, what is up, my man? How you going, boys? You all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good for a, for a Tuesday night. 
What's up, I think I'm a problem child. I just think I'm I'm just getting a bit fucking annoyed. That's all. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that okay? It's always oh, always man. acceptable. You you can say whatever oh, you want here. Am am I am I too fucking pessimistic? Or back to the Rockets game when we were losing by like twenty, and I was just like, how is it? Like even though we won, how is this getting any better? Like, like what? Like is, is is this guy taking the fucking piss? Like you know, like we're we're getting a Bob Fitzgerald. Like I'm not a you know I, I'm not over there, so I don't listen to the guy every fucking time. But he's going need that third scorer, need that third scorer. And then Kerr gets on a press conference afterwards and goes, "Oh, I'll have a chat to fucking Bob about it, getting another player in." We've got four or five unplayable blokes on this team, and and we're talking about playoffs. Like I know what you just said before when you open open the pod, Sam, but what's the fucking point of the playoffs if we're just like we're just going to be going? Oh, I need the third scorer, need the second scorer. Like, what what what's going on here? Like. What what are we doing? Like JTA is going to be our second most bat behind Draymond Green. JTA is going to be our third most important player in a fucking playoff series. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like are you kidding me? Like what's 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 the story? I I don't I don't understand I don't understand what 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 our what our achievements what our what our goal is what what the story and I. And I and I agree with Dave and I agree with Larry, like all those guys saying like, you know, Steph deserves better. And 100% he does. But if this was the plan all the fucking long, how, how is that a thought out good plan? What, what, what the story is here? Like we're struggling against like really bad fucking teams. Yeah. Like. Lost to Minnesota. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get what the, what, what the, what the plan is here. What's, what's. What's our what's our end game? Like I know Sam, you want to stay playoffs, and I know Andy, you like you, you you just you've just accepted. Oh well, we're just fucking cooked. That's cool. But am I am I just getting am I, am I just getting, am I just getting too upset? At, like should should I not be as invested in this as as other like I don't know how other people feel, but I think they feel okay. So Luke, let me let me answer that. The team would say they just want to see what they have this year, and then in the off season they will fix it going into next year. Which is a conceptually, it makes sense. But like when you look at every move they make in the margins, have they actually added anything that you want to take to next year? Like James Wiseman is still as much of a project today as he was at the beginning of the year, and he will be next year, unfortunately, with his knee injury. Juan Toscano Anderson is a find, and he's going to be a helpful player to them. But like other than that, like, this entire roster is take it or leave it guys you can find on the wire every summer. Like I agree. I, I kind of think like you guys are a little hard on Kent Bazemore, but you can find a player like Kent Bazemore every summer. He's, he's quintessential rotation wing who's available every summer. So they spent this whole year. I don't think they've actually added or developed anything that matters going into next year. And that is the. 100%. Like, what, what what the fuck's like? I, I, I want to throw some names here. What's Amari Spellman and Glenn? Rock, they just sit and scratching their balls at home. Could, <laughs> could could they have not helped tonight? Someone like this going, Fitzgerald going. Oh, we need a third scorer. Imagine Amari Spellman just sitting on the fucking three point line, wide open, going, "Give me the ball, just give me the ball." Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I know I know he might not be a good player, but like, it's I'm not a cap expert. So I probably need you guys and Dave and all that, but like. Is there, is there not something we can just add, like literally a month ago or a month before, going? 
okay, what what are we doing here? Because I'm with you, Sam. I don't I don't know I don't know why other people would look at our franchise and go, yeah, they got their head screwed on right when you've got our head coach going, oh. Yeah, that's not what this season's about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is, is this a fucking joke? I, like, I couldn't even finish the sentence. I mean, Glenn Robinson's <laughs> out there. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I think Sam's point is, is, is dead on, though, Luke. It's, look, you get, you, you get Steph, Draymond, Clay, Wiggins, uh, Wiseman. That's five. Then you got Poole and JTA. Everyone else can go. And out of those seven guys, you could tell me Wiseman and Poole and JTA are not in the rotation in a, in a series, and I wouldn't even be mad at you. So now we're talking about four players, right, that are actually NBA caliber. They should play every single night. Everyone else can go. And, and that's the crazy part. Like, all this project, all this stuff, that cute stories. I saw some Michael Mulder stories start seeing that. Doesn't matter. You can find Michael Mulder walking down downtown SF. Right, like that—that's the crazy part. Is that what, whatever they tried to do this season, you could do any single time. But also, I—I I flip it back. I flip it back the other way, though, Luke. If that—if you can do that any off season, they should have the ability to improve and sign those guys this off season, right? Like they should be able to find two, three, four NBA players, rotational NBA players next season, and, and hopefully that will have this team a lot better than they are today. Uh, yeah, I—I I agree, man. But I just. I'm just more thinking from a from like it's almost like everyone takes victory laps over like the the, the win over the Rockets and the Pelicans. That's fine, I get that. But to quote the great man again for fiftieth fucking time, that's not what this season's about. And all I've seen so far is another reset now for next year. That we have no like we said on the other pods a couple of days a couple of days ago. Unless something major happens with one of these big boys and someone goes, oh, you know, I want to change my situation. I have no idea, and I don't think you guys either know what the clear-cut plan is. And I know Joey loves the fucking TV, and he wants to be on first take at the start of the season, bloody, you know, pressing his chest. But I think now it's time for him to do an exclusive talking about, okay, guys, here's the fucking plan. What are we doing? That's what you guys agree. Like, he's been way too fucking silent for mine since since the start of the year. Like, it was all good to pump your chest out when Steph was, you know, going good, but Joey, mate, it's your team. It's your cash. Why are you paying all this luxury tax to watch fucking, no disrespect, to Michael Mould and all these guys shoot threes in critical situations here? Critical situations. And Steph's going, oh, I've got four blokes on me. I've got to fucking pass the ball. Sorry I've popped all your time, guys. I appreciate it. I'm just so, I'm just so pissed off and annoyed about this whole fucking thing. Luke, like, we, we, we appreciate you as always. Cheers, you have boys. a good night. Or good morning. Huh. <laughs> All right, Luke. Good stuff. Hope he feels uh, better after that. that, you know? Hey, here for the people. Hey, what's going on? Uh, we are here. What's for up, people. man? Uh, I had a more tactical question. Uh, we have this back-to-back coming up against Utah and Phoenix. I was wondering what you guys would think about maybe resting Steph and Draymond for one of those games probably the Phoenix game because Utah will maybe be missing Mitchell and uh, Conley at that point. That would give them three days off between games and would hopefully put them in a better rest position heading into the play-in. It's a great question. I, I feel like it's too early to make those decisions. I think you have to see how the standings shake out before you go into it. Like, 
I'm a firm believer that you will, something will come up next week that can potentially get you rest. But like reality is they didn't chase wins all year. You can't just plan rest. Now you kind of have to play the whole schedule. And if everything breaks in a way in which you can throw a game away because other teams made mistakes, then you do it. But until then you kind of have to just kind of ride the schedule out and play who's in front. I'm with you. I also think they, that's a great point that he made, though. I think they actually do end up resting him for one of those games. Jackson, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Fucking hell. I need to go smoke a cigarette with Luke. I'm pissed off. <laughs> uh, like, I'm joining you. Uh, dude, I'm so – my thing is I just think it needs to be – I think the national media does not talk about it enough. There's even a sect of Warriors fans that don't is that the Warriors front office and organization is truly just terrible. It is truly failing. I really think they think that the Spurs for some reason because they think they're light years. But what was really light years is Steph's shooting ability, Draymond's unique, versatile skill set on defense. And then at the time, it was Kerr's motion offense to maximize all that. It was not the front office. It was not anything they did. I think it was directly tied to those three players. And now they think that they can just develop and stay contending, but I think they're way too conservative. Like, you look at the Cavs back when they had LeBron. They didn't even fucking think about developing Andrew Wiggins. They traded him immediately for Kevin Love. The Lakers, no, they're not, like, pissing around with their young guys. They said, no, we're going to get Anthony Davis. Even the Nets, they said, no, we're going to go get James Harden. Jared Allen, you're nice. Like, you're cool. It was it was fun, but, like, we're trying to win now. Like, and the Warriors are too enamored with their little pet projects like Wiseman and, uh, I mean, even like fucking Kelly Oubre. Like, like that's the one thing is they think they're the Spurs in the sense of developing. But the Spurs, if people remember, were actually in order to sustain their run, they went and traded their best young player at the time, which is George Hill. People don't think of that now because George Hill's kind of been a journeyman. But he was a very nice young player at the time. And they traded him to move up to get Kawhi. And it worked out perfectly for them. So they had to be aggressive to make that happen. They picked up Boris Diaw, and they were aggressive on the buyout market, okay? Where's where's the Warriors got off the buyout market for that? Also, they had to reinvent themselves, okay? They ditched the old post-up stuff. Duncan got in better shape and got healthy and was pick and roll with Tony Parker, who was in his prime, and Mono Ginobili. Okay, where's the Warriors adapting? Where Where's that happening? It's not. Draymond's declining, and they're running the same freaking calculus offense for guys that are just doing long division. Like, um, and then, so they're just like missing the point. I think they're too enamored with all the, the Jordan Pools and the Kelly Oubre's and the Wiseman's. Like, why should never be on this team? There's no reason why. And it's not even his fault. He is a good guy. He's a good, he's, I'm sure he's going to be a good player, but it just does not make sense with this timeline. And they're completely wasting Steph's prime. And you, everyone's already touched on all this all night, but I'm just ranting anyway. Sorry. Appreciate it, Jackson. We That's what I'm talking about. Rack him. We keep moving. Tomorrow, Sam. Yeah, post hey, Sam. On audio. We need can you guys hear me? What's up, man? We can hear yeah, you. Yeah, I, I just joined, so I don't know if this point has been brought up, but we are down to just Looney, the big man's part, and Draymond, obviously. So do, should we... I mean, they already have two empty roster spots, so... I think Thornmaker is available on the market. So 
Because if Looney goes down now, then we just have nobody. So because Draymond can't play forty-eight minutes at those at the five. So so like, what do you guys think about? I do you think they will move for somebody or this? They'll just put their hands up like they've done before and say that we can't do anything and we'll just wait for Clay to come back. Thanks. The Paratus, we appreciate you. I mean, they should do something. But Andy, what do you think they're gonna do? Is that a Thon McCurr? Thon Maker? Uh... Yes, this, we've reached we've ra- we've reached the uh, Thon McCurr, uh portion of the Holy episode where this shit. is who we need to sign. But I mean, the point stands. The point no, stands. Yeah, yeah. I I think they should have done this weeks ago, if not months ago, right? Like the moment that Mark <laughs> Marquise Chris he went down. You know, you can't you can't see that coming. But then he went down, and you saw that you couldn't get reliable minutes from from James Wiseman. Like what what like what were you supposed to do, right? I think there were a lot of smart people felt bought was talking about this in the beginning of the season. Um, you can't rely on these bigs right now. Looney's not going to stay healthy. Draymond can't play the five-all game. But this should have been done months ago. So I mean, they, they, they need bodies. That's, they need bodies. Not even bigs, yeah. You're right. Wings, fours, threes, two, ones, anyone. A coach. All right. We keep moving. Nick, what is up, my man? Hey, Nick, you oh. there? Oh, yeah, I am. My bad, my bad. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Um, caught the game tonight. I'm upset. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you know, I have a close relationship with this franchise. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand what they're doing. And um, I've had conversations with uh, with Dre, and he's like, sometimes I don't understand what we're doing. Uh, I prefer that they 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 put out a roster that, that's presentable. Um, field NBA players and not fringe NBA players, European players, G leaguers. Um, I, I just don't know what's going on with that team. They're spending a ton of money. They're in the, they're in the luxury tax. That's not going to change. I just, they don't look like they want to win, but they also don't look like they want to tank. I don't I'm, like, what is this? What is the goal here? Is my question. I don't understand. Like, do you guys know? I mean, you guys cover these guys every night. I, I feel I'm with you here. I feel like if I was to like read the tea leaves, they just want to ride the season out and, you know, next summer figure out, you know, kind of the roster, but like that doesn't help the play. That doesn't help the players in the meantime. Like that doesn't help Steph Curry and Draymond Green who are busting their ass every night. And like, if I'm those players, I'm a little pissed off that they're, you know, they can't even sign some guys to help in the short term because it's, you know, it's not Bob Myers. It's not like Kirk and Kent Wakeham's body who are on the line right now. That's where it's frustrating, but it's like very clear. Their plan is we just want to ride the season out and figure it out next season, which is pretty anti-player. It's super anti-player, but it's also anti it's counterintuitive. Because this notion that Clay comes back and he fixes everything is is very is is delusions of grandeur. Like it's not gonna work like that. Um, like we don't know what version of Clay will get back. Um, I hope that it it is the same Clay Thompson. Obviously, it'll be a little different. He'll have to be he'll have to sit out back to backs more than likely. He's coming off two major injuries, and I love Clay. He's a great guy. You know, what I mean, He's, he, I only wish the best for Clay because basketball, like Clay, is. Like Clay is what everybody thinks every other NBA player is. He is that guy who just eats, breathes, and shit basketball all the time. Like that's that's who Clay is. 
So I like Clay, and I, I think that, you know, he'll come back and he'll solve a lot of their problems, but they're still not instantly title contenders. And I think that they're operating under the premise that they would be. And that's where I have issues with what's going on. Um, I think they're, I actually think they're trying to sell that because they don't want, if I have a criticism, I think they think like, you know, like the Boston Celtics had all those draft picks and they tried to like play like chess and poker with everyone. Like, Oh, we're not trading them for, you know, PG or Anthony Davis or all this sort of stuff. Um, I feel like that's what the Warriors are trying to do where they're all like, Oh, we'll be fine when Clay comes back. Um, but with I, that said, like, I, think, I, I just don't know who they're, I just don't know who they're lying to at this point. Well, like, I, I, think, I don't know I think, who's buying it, I guess. <laughs> well, I think, I think part of it's going to be Steph and Draymond are going to have to say something in the off season. Like you see, you see every off season, the report comes out that Damian Lillard is, is, is either supposed to say something or say, who knows, right? Whether it's true or not, but every off season, you hear the same stuff. We've never heard that from King in, right? Or, or Draymond and these guys. And, and I think at this point, maybe that's what it's going to take because I don't know if it's up to the front office, they're probably not moving Wiseman or the Minnesota pick. They think that the, like their, their goal is they need to feel, to they need a little, they need to feel a lot of fire under their asses. They need, <laughs> like, if they like, don't, we're going to own this org forever. But Stephen they, like, look, we got to prime. We got to win. If they don't move this mini pick this offseason, I, I truly believe like it, it's over. Like it's over. Like they have to move that mini pick. Yeah. It, it had like it, it's a, it has a ton of value on the open market, but internally the value diminishes greatly. They don't have time to develop a player. And there's what a couple of NBA. There's a couple NBA ready players that'll come in this draft, but they won't be there at what they what four as high as they can go. Right? It's what top three protected. Yep. Right. So yeah, they yeah, won't, yeah. Four they won't be there at four. They won't be there at four. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, if they don't move that pick this offseason, I'll give up on the franchise. I'll holler at you guys in another <laughs> 25 years. <laughs> like, I'm giving up on the franchise. Like, absolutely. I'm giving up on the franchise. Like, honestly, I'm telling you, I'm giving up on the franchise. Yeah. They, oh, it's, it's getting depressing here, but I'm with you. They, like, and one of my right, best so, so, plays for this team, I'm giving up on the franchise. I'll never go to another Warriors game again. How, how about White do you think? How about Wiseman? Do you think he's someone that the Warriors <laughs> should be looking to move? <laughs> I asked that with a straight. I like James, and I think James will be a great player. But I'm going to tell you, there's two alarming issues with James for me. One, he can't fucking catch, which is the issue. When you're a big man, and you don't have nice hands. Two, he doesn't. He has no clue what's going on on defense. Like he's oblivious. Like he just doesn't know what's going on. Like. And he's 19, and he's, like, yeah. every bit of – I met James, he's every bit of 19. Like, when you meet a 19-year-old, you're like, yo, you're 19. Like, he's 19. Like, he's not, like, a 19-year-old acts like he's, like, 25 or a little more mature. He's 19. <laughs> like, he's fucking 19, man. Like, no. This, this no. is why LeBron doesn't put up with kids because it's like, you know, <laughs> Steph's 33, Draymond's 31. Dude, I, I'm in my 30s. You try to make me work with a teenager, I might, you know, like it's, exactly. I, let's just say, let's just say Draymond and Steph are a lot more patient than I would be. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's their appearance. That's their, that's their outward appearance. But internally, man, Steph's blood is boiling. And I, 
I can't even say what Draymond is because, like, I know what he thinks because <laughs> he's told me. But, like, yo, Steph's blood has to be boiling right now. Like, he's, he's playing out of his mind. He's averaging, what, 32 on 48, 90, 43 or something ridiculous splits. Right. And he can't – he doesn't have anybody on that team he can count on on a nightly basis to give him 20. Um. So, yeah, I, this – this is sad, man. I've, I've never seen a superstar go out like this. Like on that level, Steph is a, Steph is an extraordinary talent. Like maybe some of Kobe's prime years, he had, you know, he had some, yeah, I'll take that back. Some of Kobe's prime years, he had a, a lot, he had pieces of shit around him too. So I understand. Shout out Smush but, Parker. Shout out. Shout out to fucking Smush Parker. Kobe, man, who the fuck am I supposed to pass the ball to? Smush Parker? <laughs> Kobe, Kobe was one of a kind. One, one of, of a kind. kind. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you guys pulling me up, man. Nick, I appreciate you always. Have a good night. Man. Thanks, Nicholas. Thank you, man. <laughs> I, 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 I that hurt. You know, it, it, from 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 that that that's a lot to kind of hear. It, but is it reassuring, Sam? Though a little bit at the same time, knowing that hey, some of these guys they just they they look like they're patient, you know, on the outside, right? Because they're not assholes, right? They're not complaining to the media all day long and leaking stuff and saying all this they're gonna come out here and they're gonna be kind of the quote unquote I mean, good soldier or whatever sometimes sometimes i feel like we make this over I, I feel like we make this over complicated like do you not think steph curry and draymond green are the two most competitive <laughs> humans you know like do you think they're, they're cool with this like it. like i i know you can log on to twitter and people are like well look at his contract it's like you don't get to this level if it's just about the money. And by the way, if it's just about the money, all these guys can retire and be very set for the rest of their life. Like you're, I don't know. I don't think you need anyone to tell you how frustrated Steph or Draymond are. Like if you've watched them play in games that matter, you should know how competitive they are. All right. Keep moving. Aaron, what's up, my man? So, Aaron, you there? He's drinking. That's what he's Dude. doing. Boys, oh, I'm not man. gonna take up. I'm not gonna take up much of your time. But um, first of all, this this Chris Mims slander will not be tolerated. <laughs> uh, we're not just gonna run around. And By the way, no Chris, Mim- Chris um, Mims ahead yeah. of his time. Chris Mims might get <laughs> might get eight figures in today's NBA. Someone's gonna just lie to themselves that they can teach him to defend because he can shoot. Let's 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 be real. Okay, so here's the the quick question. You guys have been kicking around. I've been listening to the show. You guys have been kicking around a bunch. A couple more players on this roster makes them just NBA guys, general NBA guys. And I agree with that. And you say, okay, that's that's the plan for this offseason. You just see what you have this offseason. What is the evidence that these guys know what they're doing and are going to have any chance at acquiring any of those guys? I mean, all right, we're going another two hours. Uh, <laughs> now, nah, Aaron, appreciate the question. Okay, what is the evidence that the Warriors know what they're doing with finding those guys? I would say when they've had to, they have been able to find NBA players. But the real question is, have we ever seen this front office have to act with urgency, Andy? Like, because they built the title team when they were young and there was no urgency there. You know, and then they get KD, and then they become the greatest team of all time. And then KD leaves, and then everything kind of is like, well, we'll just take our path. We've never seen this front office function in a fashion where it's like, you know, if we don't do something this summer, Steph's walking next summer. Like, they've never felt the LeBron fire where it's like, 
No, you you have like two weeks to figure this out. Otherwise, um, I'm leaving in the off season, and that is where it. Yeah, I I think did you just say curious. Is that what you said at the end there? Um, I did. I don't I don't know if I know what that word means, but yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I I agree with you saying that because I don't know if it's a bad thing, just because we don't know if it, like we we just don't know. Right, it could be get bad. It could be good. Trey Lance could be get bad. Could be good. By the way, Nick coming on and saying that James Wiseman is all of nineteen cracks me up because one of the reasons why Trey they drafted Trey Lance was that he uh, has a CEO personality, so he acts like he's twenty five. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, juxtaposition of two different franchises, but um, I I think it could be bad. It could be good. I, I will say, um, and I tossed this out in a premium podcast, uh, Light Years Premium Podcast today. You guys can go ahead and subscribe for that. Um, is that this team under pressure did make some good moves. They they made the KD move for, for D'Lo and then, you know, kind of under pressure there. And that move resulted in the Minnesota and Wiggins, right? Minnesota pick and, and Andrew Wiggins. So not bad. I guess they kind of lost the first round pick by having to move Iguodala, but all in all, kind of a net positive, right? So that's kind of, I think, the last time they had to make a move under. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what makes it, I guess, curious. Um, we're going to have to see where, where this all lands. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Like we can be pessimistic. It's fair to be pessimistic, but we don't know where it's going to all land. All right. We can keep moving. Jamil, oh, what is it? Hello. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really frustrated, but I have some concerns. People, people say like, oh, um, we're playing eight guys. The problem is not, we're not playing. It's not a problem that we're playing eight guys. Is the the problem is the players we're playing. Baseball is literally the <laughs> the lowest IQ player ever. Did you see him try to post up? Um, who was it? Um, was it Brandon Ingram? And <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing? Also, like, I, I want to ask a question. Um. Who are the players on this team? Are you keeping for next year? <laughs> Jamil, just thanks for calling in, bro. Uh-huh. Uh, I can never tell if, if if Jamil is just too high or or is just having too much. It's, 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 not, it's not relevant, but yeah, okay. So who are the who are the players we want to keep uh, for next year? Who like for me? It's like you said, right? Like anybody outside of those four guys, you know, Steph, Dre, Wiggins, and and Clay, and then everybody else can go. Or everybody, like, I throw JT in there because I don't think you're paying him that, like, they're not going to have to pay him that much money and he's really good. Um, but outside of that, like, you can find a base more. You can, honestly, you can find 70% of an Ubre. You can find a veteran center. You can just bring back GR3 if you so choose. Like, any of those guys are just as good. Like, Smiley and Nico are bargain bin guys. Like, they could play, be playing with me at UCSF on Wednesdays. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you do you think? Find, do you think you can give? Do you think you can give Smiley a bucket? No fucking chance. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. I just want. I just want to see how cocky you feel right now. That's all. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. That guy would average fifty. All right, well, let's keep moving. Ricky, what's up, man? All right, I, I'm not sure if you caught the uh, what Steve Kerr said post game. Um, something about you know um how. He'll discuss with Bob Myers um, um, if they'll talk about, you know, when they get back, um, if they'll add any more players. And then Steph, you know, 
Slater followed up and asked him, you know, um, what he thought about adding an extra player. And he, and Steph says, you know, if it makes sense and can help us, absolutely. So I don't know, like, is it a bit of a concern that, you know, maybe Steph isn't like, I, I don't know how to quite word this, but like, you know, maybe not being like using that leverage to like maybe get some people to help them, you know, kind of lighten the burden on the, um, on playing eight guys every single night. Yeah, I mean, I think the question is when will Steph show that power, right? Like Ricky, by the way, we appreciate you. It's he's he's a patient guy. He's not gonna freak out over the first like weird move that a front office makes. But the question is when he's going to, right, Andy? He's not. He's not just gonna. Say, I don't. Know, I feel like he's not someone just to make demands kind of for no reason. He's almost too pragmatic. Doesn't it feel like that? But uh, it's long past due, though, this offseason. I think he's kind of looking at it. Hey, I'm not the GM. I'm not the owner. I'm not the one that has to figure out who we have to get. I can do my best to help try to recruit. But you guys got to figure something out here. I think it's kind of – I think it's fair. Maybe there isn't a move out there. Maybe that's what they're telling him. But that doesn't mean you don't try. Yeah, definitely. All right, we're going to we can keep moving. John. John McWalter. Oh. What's up, man? What up, guys? Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, uh, I think it's been a theme all season that the roster is just garbage. But, you know, look up. Smiley isn't guaranteed. I know people don't believe me when I say this, but he's not guaranteed next year. He doesn't even have a buyout. If we cut him before the 4th of July, we're good. Um, his thing ends on the 6th. You know, like, there's there's spots on the roster. Mulder's also not guaranteed. Um, well, you might have to add, like, 100 k to buy him out. But, like, we have a long time there. But he can be replaced with Jessup. Right, like the roster, the roster has some vet men's we can fill in. But you know, I'm worried about the front office. I mean, but then on another sense, maybe we don't worry. We had someone who's very successful with New York this year, Alex Burks. Oh, he's not on our team anymore. We had another person who's in rotation on Dallas. Oh yeah, that's um, Willie Cauley Stein. Oh wait, we had another guy who's also on Dallas, uh, Hardaway Jr. Here, right? You know, like or not uh, Robinson the third. Sorry, wrong one. Um, on our roster and all those type of players would have helped this year, right? It would have really made a difference on the bench, but instead we're playing these games with guys like Smilogix, who's our project. And you can't, we have too many projects in the team. Pascal project, Smilogix project, you know, Mannion project, Wiseman project. You can't next year's first round pick project. If we keep our 20th area, 19th, 18th pick project, that's six projects. At least it's like nine players to play with next year. That's ridiculous. So they're going to have to do something to fix it. I mean, the front office is clearly trying to make Steve Kerr own his, uh, own his salary with all these projects. No other way around it. Um, you're <laughs> right, though. Like, I, I want to get out of here on this, John. We're all saying the same thing. They need to come with a more adult roster next year. You can have <laughs> James Wiseman and Jordan Poole as, like, guys you want to develop and compete at the same time. You can't just be like Steph, Draymond, and a bunch of dudes and expect to do anything of value. Give Steph a fucking adult roster. Yes, we're ending it. We're ending it that way, John. By the way, we really appreciate you calling. Bring us an adult roster next year, Bob Myers. We're ending this now. We appreciate everyone who's listening. Hot up in the morning. Okay.